I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, you know, there's people out there who have done it already. Yeah. Um, and it's really just connecting with those people. Yeah. And every, you know, consultant I've ever met, any other real estate investor I've ever met who's done more than what I've done, they're always open and willing to share. Uh, yes. Right. And don't be afraid to go and ask. Oh, I love that. Um, because you don't know what you don't know. Rachel and welcome back to the Smart Move podcast. Thank you for coming back and for listening. As always, I am here to give you the most information possible to make you an informed buyer or seller. I'm really excited for today's episode, not only because I've known our guest for probably like the better part of my life, um, but also because he is deemed the number one in legal second suite conversions. That's not the only thing he's getting into major, major developments. This is so cool. So grab your pen and your paper, get ready guys and welcome Ken Beacondam. How are you? I'm doing great. It's, oh my goodness. It's amazing to be here with you. It is so fun to have you. Yeah. This was um, actually really exciting because you were I think the first person that I thought of when we were like, who are we having as a podcast podcast uh, guest and um, just seeing what you've been doing with um, everything in terms of legal second suites. And now you're getting into more land development, et cetera, um, is really exciting for me because that's a passion of mine, even though I don't really do it. Um, but to watch you do it is really cool. Um, for those of people that don't know you, who, yeah, who are you? What do you do? Yeah. So I'm Ken Beacondam. <laughs> I'm a real estate investor, a designer, a contractor. Um, I'm a, a new uh, up and coming land developer. I'm an alpaca farmer <laughs> and I'm a single, single parent. Oh man. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah. King is such a good, such a good dude. Um, and that's also part of your business as well. You've got a few little titles to your name. Um, yeah. So terms. we have, you know, a number of different kind of entities that yes. I operate kind of, uh, you know, various aspects to the the real estate business. Yeah. Um, but it's really like a design, build, manage type of type of company. Okay. Yeah. How long have you, I mean, I know how long you've been doing this. How long have you been doing this? And um, what kind of made you get started in number one, legal conversions? But um, you did start more in like real estate investing, like just properties themselves and then going into that conversion process. Yeah, so, um, so I, I did grow up in a real estate family. Mm -hmm. So I do contribute a lot of, you know, my, um, entrepreneurial spirit to my dad yeah. who started when he was in his twenties. But for me, um, you know, like any kid growing up, it doesn't become real for you until you start doing it yourself. Right. And for me, that was in 2010 yeah. when I bought, um, my first, uh, bungalow in Hamilton. It was a student rental property. Um, I lived up on the main floor with my wife, Caitlin, and we rented out our basement to students uh, from McMaster. And that was actually purchased through your brother, Chris. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I was working with him at the time still. So that was, uh, that turned out to be, you know, a real, really defining moment yeah. in my real estate career, exposing me to student rentals, yes. which is still a huge part of my business today. Yes. Um, and I encourage anybody out there, you know, if you're considering a type of investment, a student rental property is a, an amazing investment. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you know, we bought a couple more in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the following year I bought another one and then we bought two another year later. And so now I got five in the area there. Yeah. Um, and, and I love it. It's, it's, it's great. Um, so for me, 
I was able to, you know, finally quit my full-time job as yeah. a landscape designer yeah. in 2018. Okay. Um, and that was a result because I had good, strong cash flow coming from my student rental properties. Yes. So my cash flow from the student rentals was ex exceeding my take-home pay okay. from my full-time job. Yeah. Um, and so I made the decision in 2018 to quit and then start and form my company, King Homes, Inc. Yeah. Um, and then as at that moment in time, when I started going out to the networking events, yeah. I started going out to these monthly meetups, meeting other real estate investors, uh, just learning the industry, yeah. um, and putting myself out there as a, uh, as a designer, a contractor, uh, I've been helping a lot of people do basement apartments yeah. and legal conversion work. Love and it. as it turns out, you know, the way the, um, housing, um, economy is going here, you know, conversion work, mm -hmm. um, increasing density on properties yes. is really, is really where it's at right now. Yeah. You, there is such a need for it. And that's why I'm, yeah, again, why I'm really excited to have you here. I mean, we're not going to get into that whole process of, you know, going into the building permits and et cetera, et cetera. And that's something that we'll talk about at the end of this episode. Um, cause there's exciting things for Ken coming up, but for someone that is, um, just the, average buyer, um, looking, saying, you know, I want to get into investments and you had kind of touched on student housing, um, how that is really good. Like is now a good time to buy an investment property Our density, like, as you said, with the density and supply issues, et cetera, like we're coming into this market with interest rates, as we know, is now the time that someone wants to be buy buying an investment property. Well, it really comes back to your goals yeah. as an investor. Okay. Right. Um, some investors, like they need that cash flow. Yes. Right. Um, that positive cash flow every single month coming off of their investment. Whereas other people, they don't need that cash flow because they do have other sources of income that's right. bringing in cash into their life. Okay. So they're, you know, they're investing more for equity reasons yes. or appreciation. Um, so obviously it goes back to your goals. Okay. Um, but, you know, in real estate, you know, the best time to be buying is now, it's yes, today. absolutely. Right? If you're a long-term buy and hold investor, and that's the key. Yeah. So the, the people that are, the investors that are getting hurt right now that I see are the short-term investors. Right, okay. okay. The, the house flippers, um, those who are buying pre-construction, um, those are all short-term types of investments, uh, and they're the ones that are getting knocked off right now. Totally. Um, and that's just because, uh, yeah, interest rates have gone up yep. and prices have come down and they don't have that wiggle room yep. in their performers to yep. compensate. Yeah. I love um, that you said that because that's huge um, yeah. in where people are coming to me as a, as a realtor um, for the flips, for the pre-constructions um, where I want people to invest. Absolutely. But yeah, what's the best advice I'm going to give them is uh, if you're looking for something now, it's got to be long-term. That's our 100%. main. Yeah. Okay. And so most of the clients that I work with uh, and all of, all of the investments that I'm making myself are all long-term buy and hold okay. types of investments. Okay. Um, and because that's how you create generational wealth yeah. um, is, is being in for the long-term. Okay. So I would say what you can tell to the, to the buyer looking to get into more um, investments, finding something that's profitable is going to be something that's more long-term right now. So like 100%, you need whatever you are going to invest into. Um, it's it's got to be income producing. Yeah. Okay, it's got to be income producing asset. Um, and that's not, that doesn't apply just to real estate. That applies mm -hmm. to, could be stocks, 
Bitcoin, gold, yeah. whatever, whatever it is that you're investing, it's gotta, it's gotta spit off income somehow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's gotta be income producing asset. And it's gotta be something that's gonna be keeping up with inflation. Okay. So obviously with real estate, real estate has been a long-term tried and true investment class, mm-hmm. uh, investment asset that has proven itself over a very long period of time uh, to more than keep up with inflation. Um, you know, for the, those of you that are gonna be investing into rental properties, you know, even rents over over long period of time have always kind of trickled upward. Yeah. And we're especially seeing it now with the shortage that rents are even actually spiking right now. Oh, totally. Despite interest rates. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with rents spiking interest, uh, all that kind of stuff, like how do you determine um, what to rent a property for? Like how, like with all of those things, like rents are spiking. So like, what are we... Yeah, like it's it's like anything, whenever you bring any sort of product to the market, you have to take a look at the market at that point in time and look at your competition and see what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, every time we're going to go list a property, of course, we're going to we're checking out Facebook Marketplace, uh, Kijiji, you know, um, Padmap or all all these different kind of uh, rental sites that are posting listings and seeing what's what's going on. What's actually happening. What's actually currently, just like when you go to list a home for sale, you're looking at current comps and what's currently on the market, your competition. Yeah. Right. And so it's no different than when you're posting a a rental ad. Um, But, you know, you know, people who are choosing to rent these days are ending up staying longer than what they had maybe originally planned for Mm -hmm. um, because they're having a tough time getting into home ownership because of of, uh, interest rates Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and property prices still being you know, historically high. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you got to be doing a very good job of interviewing your prospective uh, yeah. tenant. How do um, you find the right tenant? And so for me, it's like a dating relationship. It's <laughs> okay. just got to ask the right questions. Okay. Right? You got to dig deep. You got to find out, you know, who these people are. Are you swiping right? left? Swipe left swipe a lot. Left. And you swipe right a couple times. Like once and or twice. Once and or twice. And you might find the somebody. Right one. And look, there is... Um, you know, there's a lot of great people out there who are in rentership. Okay, right. there a lot of great people are tenants. Yeah. Um. And, but you have to find those people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, oftentimes we always hear this like this landlord-tenant relationship can be can be very adversarial. Yeah. Um. But that's because you know, just like a dating relationship, the reason you're having fights in your relationship is because you know there's stuff that you didn't talk about up front. Right. And you're now finding and discovering later on in the relationship that those issues. Yeah. Right. I love um, that. Yeah. And so for most, for most issues with uh, tenant landlord relationships, it does kind of come down to financials. That's the vast majority of applications at the landlord tenant board are, and yes. uh, for non-payment of rent. Yeah. So it's really, really confirming the verifying income. Okay. Is first and foremost, you yeah. know, really following up on those uh, those income documents, verifying with the employers, doing your own math, your own calculations. You know, for me, it's always, I always use, uh, use metric of 2.5 times the rent amount. Okay. In take-home pay, monthly take-home pay, so after tax. Okay. Okay, what yeah. are they actually bringing in to the household yeah. every single month, you know, whether it's one person, two persons, three people, whatever. Okay. At least two and a half times rental amount is what okay. I'm looking for. Oh, wow. And if, when I use that metric, I can, you know, uh, find very stable tenants. And that's yeah. what you're looking for is stability. Yes. Right? People that are going to be stable month to month. Yeah, big time. No, yeah. I love what you said about, like, um, it being a relationship because, yeah, it takes both parties to make it work. Right. So I think you're absolutely right. When you say uh, if the landlord and the tenant aren't kind of upfront right away, 
it's it's not going to work out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's when a lot of the issues arise, right? Yeah. If you're not um, having that conversation right from the get go. It's very much a customer service business yeah. as well. Oh, Their, big time. A tenant is your is your customer. They're buying a product off of you. Yeah. Uh, and you, as a business owner, you need to be able to deliver that product, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's like anything when you when you bring a crappy product to the market, um, you're only going to be getting complaints yeah. and issues with your customer. Yeah. Right. So this is where it's really important to you know do good renovations. Do yes. it legally, uh, pull the proper permits, you know, do quality renovations to attract that really good caliber tenant yeah. uh, who is willing and able to pay that higher rent amount. Yeah. Right. Because when yeah. you have a, a crappy product, uh, you can't charge enough for it. You're only going to be attracting, you know, low caliber tenant profiles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and those are the ones that are going to give you all your issues. Yeah. So the level of your management is directly tied with the quality of your product. Yeah, you I love that. I mean, it seems simple, but it is that simple. Yeah, really. Um, I that to me is very valuable. And I think for someone kind of listening to this um, is going to see that as valuable as well. Is there something like what is your most uh, that's kind of a convoluted question, but what is your most valuable piece of advice that you can give to um, a buyer looking to invest or to an investor maybe having a hard time with tenants or or looking to find the right tenant? Like, what would you... Yeah, the biggest piece of advice I can tell people right now, especially in today's uh, climate, mm-hmm. is... Uh, I guess on the purchase side, when you're yes. looking to purchase a property, is you gotta you gotta find something that has opportunity uh, to do something more with that property. Um, whether it's having a big enough land parcel yeah. that you could maybe add an addition, which could add another dwelling unit to that property, right. or you could add a coach house or a garden suite yeah. um, in the backyard, or maybe there's a potential to sever a lot. Yeah, you have a nice double wide lot that you can do a land severance. Um, or that the house or the building itself has opportunity to renovate yeah. and bring up that value. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you got to find something that's going to give you opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, where there's opportunity, there is potential to to profit and to, to make, make money. money. Yeah. yeah, love that. It's so good. And um, again, something that you do um, and something that you're kind of getting into as well, I'm noticing is you are giving more advice to people. So like, obviously, you know, people can talk to me when they're buying a property, um, and they're going to know this stuff from me, but for you personally, um, in your business, you also do give advice, um, in terms of these conversions and, and really finding good opportunity and investing, correct? Yeah. So for a lot of people, you know, I act as their consultant, so they'll reach out to me for advice. Um, you know, able to give input into a potential property purchase, yeah. um, help with some due diligence, yeah. you know, making, making sure that, you know, what we're hoping we can do with the property, we can in fact do with the property yeah. as per the zoning bylaw yeah. or being able to meet minimum building code requirements. Yeah. Um, obviously what I get involved a lot in is conversion work. So, you know, increasing the density of a property, yeah. trying to find the highest and best use for a property. So that has direct, you know, uh, ties back into zoning bylaw and building code. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah. Which is, which is, key. So, you know, even as a small property investor doing a little basement apartment, um, you know, a lot of the processes can be the same as what the big developers are doing as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going through the uh, the bylaws and the approvals and the building code and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But we so. want to have 
a professional like yourself. And, and that's what I love about you sitting here right now is like right now you're giving people the tools and just even your presence that people, when they're getting into this investment opportunity, they now can say, okay, Rachel, call on Ken or Ken, I'm calling you. And like, this is just, yeah, I think a yeah, great value for when you people. Have, uh, when you have professionals on yeah. your team, on your power team, um, it gives you a lot of confidence totally. uh, when you're going into a new purchase. Yeah. It's um, a big deal. And not None of us have all the answers, nope. you know, um, even for my personal projects that I'm involved in, in some of these larger land development mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. projects, I'm also relying on consultants yeah. and those who have done it before me. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, you know, there's people out there who have done it already. Yeah. Um, and it's really just connecting with those people. Yeah. And every, you know, consultant I've ever met, any other real estate investor I've ever met who's done more than what I've done, they're always open and willing to share. Oh, yes. Right? And don't be afraid to go and ask. Oh, I love that. Um, because you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and I've learned so much just by just asking questions, being a very being very um, curious by nature, yeah. always wanting to learn yeah. and figure out a process. Um, and that's paid huge dividends for me. I agree. Because when I go out there and I'm looking at a potential purchase of a property, you know, for me within, you know, 10 minutes, I can quickly figure out what I can and can't do with mm -hmm. that property. Whereas mm -hmm. the other person might take them two weeks to figure out Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I'm more on the two weekend, yeah. <laughs> but that's also why I have someone like you in my resources as someone that I can call on, or if there is something um, that I can connect a buyer to you or another realtor to you, right? Like those are um, things that, like you said, like just, um, I kind of hate this word because I feel like it's overused for 2023 already, but collaborating. Um, oh, 100%. Which is, it is, it's so huge. Um, so to have someone like you um, as a consultant in that sense, yeah. I, I just think that's I really great. I work with, great. you know, dozens and dozens, hundreds of realtors, mm -hmm. um, probably thousands of investors. Oh, yeah. Um, and because we're doing work all across the province. So, mm -hmm. you know, I know at least 40 plus municipalities and townships that we've already done applications in, you know, and, you know, probably well over 600 applications in yeah. the last four years. So, you know, volume, you know, when you do a lot of volume, you learn stuff pretty quickly. Totally. You figure out what the issues are, what are the common uh, issues that we face, mm -hmm. um, and you, you create systems and processes to deal with those so that you can kind of get stuff done quick. Yeah. That's so um, great. I love so. that. That's really good. Um, so I want to kind of go into this. This is going to be a bit of our closing. Um, cause I know something that you're loving right now, but I do want to touch on that a little bit. You are getting into some crazy cool things in terms of a next, uh, facet of your business. So talk about a little bit what you're doing, what you're loving uh, in terms of land development. Okay. So, you know, for me, it's just, it's a natural step or evolution in my investing journey. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of graduating from, you know, the smaller low density projects like the basement apartments yeah. or the singles, the duplexes, the triplexes, and getting into the larger buildings, um, whether it's renovating an existing large building yeah. um, or getting into the actual land development space. Okay. Um, and so for me, I find it's it's uh, the highest and best use of my gifts yeah. and talents that, that I have in, in this industry, uh, being able to figure out um, the city processes in the approval process. Yeah. And as a developer, um, the developers are the ones who are like, they're the quarterback. They're the ones who bring the team together. They're the ones who bring the consultants together mm -hmm. um, and figure out 
what's the highest and best use for this land um, and creating the plans yep. and getting the approvals with the city um, and be able to get ultimately a building permit to construct, yep. you know? Um, and so I love that process. For me, I'm a creative type um, by nature. And mm -hmm. so I love the creativeness of land development and taking a blank piece of land mm -hmm. and creating a vision for it. Yeah. You know, so, so I'm involved in a number of different land development projects. Um, I have one in Brantford going on right now, which is a 68 unit stack townhouse development. Yeah. Um, so I have that with another business partner. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're hoping to break ground spring 2024. Okay. Next spring. All right. Um, so yeah, super exciting. Um, no, it's stay it's, tuned for that it's one. It's been about, you know, two years to get to this. Yeah. It's crazy. Eh? It's such a process. I yeah. love that. So, um, that's something that you're loving. Is there something, yeah, a bit more, well, you just love your work. You're really good. Like you're really yeah. good at what you do. Thanks. <laughs> is there, I don't know. Is there a book you'd recommend or I don't know. Look, look, a lot you of this. You love your alpacas. A lot of this stuff is mindset. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay? Like, yeah. It's, you know, as, as anybody who's trying to grow a business, grow a real estate portfolio, yeah. you know, uh, do anything more in life than what they currently have. It's a mindset shift that yeah. you have to, you know, make happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said it before, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So, um, so you have to, you have to, maybe for some people it's hiring a coach yeah. or, you know, or a, a life coach. Oh, totally. Could be a business coach, yeah. a real estate coach. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, I've hired coaches. Mm -hmm. I found in my growth journey, I kind of got stuck at a plateau. Mm -hmm. Um, because I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to get to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I hired coaches yeah. to basically uh, basically open my eyes to these other things out there that I, that I didn't know Absolutely. of. Absolutely. Um, that has now allowed me to get into the land development mm -hmm. space. I love that. Um, and so that's, that's huge mindset. So, yeah. you know, how do you, how do you increase your mindset? Could be listening to a podcast, yeah. right? Education, yeah. Yeah. uh, reading good books, I know. uh, going out to networking events, yeah. uh, and just surrounding yourself with good people who are taking action. Yeah. Um, you're, you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Yeah. And so I look at my, my week to week yeah. and who I'm actually spending my time with. Yeah. Um, they're all other really active investors, yeah. developers, people who are doing like crazy shit. Yeah. And they're going to help you grow. Yeah. I love that. And I'm just going to go along for the ride yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Take me along with. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. so cool. So our closing question, Ken, um, if you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Um, Loaded well, question. <laughs> it's a big question. It can change every day too. <laughs> for, me, for me right now, you know, I would say it would be Michael Jackson. <laughs> He's a childhood, you know. If anyone knows Ken, this should not come as a surprise to you. I just know he's he's a man of talent, I a know. Man, man of many talents, you know. You know every um, one of his songs. And, you know, he went through a lot of crazy uh, stuff in life. Sure did. In his life journey. Um, so it'd be re really interesting to see what his mindset is yeah. about how to, you know, uh, deal with all of these different things that was that was thrown his way. Big time. Um, you know, being under the uh, the public eye all oh, the yeah. time, mm -hmm. um, and how that kind of allowed him to kind of grow and excel as a as an artist and a business owner. Big time. 
right? Because um, for a lot of these artists or celebrities, it's not just their talent. It's also they're able to build a business around it. Right? That's what's wild is most of their stuff comes from outside, right? In the business yeah. aspect. It's, it's amazing how many big major celebrities and, and athletes yeah. are really big, have actually really big real estate businesses yeah, as well. Yeah, I know. It is really awesome. Yeah. I also would like him to like teach me how to moonwalk. Yeah, of course. That would be like, I mean, you know how, but oh, Ken, thank you so much for coming onto the show and just sharing your wealth of uh, investments, conversions, and now getting into land development. I really appreciate that. Um, for those of you that are listening at home, be sure to tag the Smart Move podcast. And Ken Beacon Dam can be found everywhere Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Do you know Twitter, he's the not only, so much Twitter anymore, but and he is the only Ken Beacon Dam in the entire world. So you will not miss him. Just Google me, legalsecondsuites.com. Love um, it. And you know, if you do need help with your project or or upcoming purchase, you want to figure out the highest and best use. You know, book a consultation. I, yeah. I do. I do free property assessments. You know. 10, 20 times a week yeah, yeah. Uh, for people. So legalsecondsweets.com. Take advantage of his knowledge. He will give it to you. He's amazing at it. Thank you so much again, Ken. And we'll see you all next time. Yeah, thank you. All right.